0: What's up you guys? Welcome to the Success Mindset podcast. This week I'm gonna be doing things a little bit differently. I'm going to I've had a couple episodes, so I want to really give you an idea of who I am, where I came from, my struggles. So this podcast is mainly gonna be about me, where I came from, how I got to success, you know, all that jazz. So here's the thing, right? I think success is It's available for anyone that wants it, right? And you determine your level of success. No one can tell you like when to stop, where to start. It's really up to you. People can help you or tear you down, but it's really up to you at the end of the day where you want to go and what you want to be. And I didn't always understand that, right? The biggest thing for me was I thought that what you had to do is you went to a corporation, right? You went to a corporation and you started working there and you moved up the ladder and you got paid for your hours. And that's just the way things were. So one of my first jobs was working at Stater Brothers. You know, I was 16. I was young. I was dumb, and I was a bad boy, and it was great. You know, I started to mess up a little bit. I paid for your hours. Oop, don't mind that. I, I started to mess up a little bit. I started partying, you know, and I think that's one of the reasons why I became such a good salesman is I loved to party. I actually didn't even make it all the way through high school. I dropped out a total of three times. And I got another job at a, at a flower shop. I lasted about a month. And it was time to start getting mixed in with the law. And my parents, they were well off. My father especially. My mom was well off too. Both CPAs. My mother went the more corporation route by going into corporations and being a CFO and things like that. My dad went the more privatized route and made his own company, had his own firm for taxes and they were very successful, but I didn't get, I had some advantages, like I did I did get a first car and they were gonna help me go to college, which are, don't get me wrong, are huge advantages, but I, unlike my siblings, I self-sabotaged the fuck out of it. So I literally, towards the end, around 2021, when I finally went to jail for a little bit, I basically tore them apart so much so that they wanted nothing to do with me. So I literally created one of the biggest failures in my entire life by pushing them away. So all those advantages I might've had were completely, I totally eradicated them, right? This totally destroyed them because I wanted to, you know, I wanted to party and I thought one day a job would wind up in my lap. That's just how things work. And I would wake up and there'd be the house and the wife and the kids and all that stuff. And it just, it never came. And the further and further I got, the more and more I learned about the streets, right? And I think that's helped me a lot in business. I don't think it's necessary, but it's helped me a lot, right? Cause I was homeless off and on. I had a lot of stuff happen over those four or five years. I, I got my head on straight young But I think that helped a lot as far as being out on the streets and learning all that. It really got me out of my shell because in high school, I was super shy. I was that kid that didn't talk a lot, that had a low self-esteem. I came from a divorced family and I just feel like I had odds against me. So I was super shy, you know, I, I didn't keep many friends and being able to go out and let loose allowed me to come out of my shell and I was addicted to talking to people, getting to know people. Of course, they weren't the right kinds of people. But it allowed me to start interacting with people and and make certain transactions and, you know, things like that. And that really helped me. Um, School. Here's the thing about school, right? Do you need it? No. Is it an advantage? Yes. And that's my opinion. You can talk to 100 different people and get 100 different opinions. But my opinion is, you don't need it. If you're going to specialize in something, yeah, you need it. But I don't think you needed to be successful, and that's been my journey. I am not very good at school. When I, if I hyper concentrate on it, there was a time where I was getting ready for scholarships. I was in extracurricular programs. Uh, I was getting straight A's, but I have crazy ass ADD, and I tried going to college off and on, and it just wasn't my deal. Basically, what, what had happened, what had happened was right. What had happened was I was at a crossroads. I was in college. I was selling international real estate. This is around age 22, 23, almost 28 now. But I was selling international real estate, starting my first business and I was in college. And I looked at the three roads and I knew one of them was gonna fail. I'm one person, I can't be everywhere all at once, right? And I had to pick, and you could probably guess what I picked. I picked the business and the sales career because I knew eventually, once I learned everything I needed to learn at the sales place, that I would just move over to my own business and be done with that, right? But anyways, I get, I get out of jail and uh, I got out of jail and I didn't really have anything. My parents, my family disowned me, had a few clothes on my back and I went into a halfway house to get my life together and I got my first job as a big boy, 21 years old, at McDonald's. and. Man, going back to, I thought that you go into corporations and you work up. I went there, I was making $8 an hour and I started working my butt off. Like I knew I had the mindset for success. I didn't really know what to do. Again, I thought you wouldn't do a corporation. I looked at the GM, said, okay, man, he's making 60 grand a year. He seems pretty happy as a kid. Okay, I can definitely do this. And I started working my way up that ladder from Fry Boy to the different positions to, shift leader to assistant manager and even assistant manager this was about six years ago i was making 11.25 an hour as, a, as an assistant manager which look was it that hard of a job no but the money just wasn't there and i didn't really see that i thought that that was just the way of life right it wasn't until a sales job literally landed in my lap it literally landed in my lap my mother was working for a place doing the, the accounting work for him and basically said, look, Chris, like a lot of these sales guys over here are dumb <laughs> and uh, you can do this. Now, I didn't think those sales guys were dumb. I think my mom's a little judgmental, but the opportunity did allow itself to fall in my lap. And, you know, before that, I thought that having a thousand bucks in my savings account living check to check was normal. I thought that was just, that was just life. I didn't, I didn't know anything different. Like I really, I really didn't. I, I can't explain to you how powerful that is. Like if you're listening and that's this is making sense to you, like nothing, like that is what made sense to me. I didn't think of it any other way. I didn't know about commissions. I didn't know about consulting work. I knew nothing. All I knew was you get paid. I was, little, all I knew was trading my time for money, which is the worst, unless uh, your time is super fucking valuable. <laughs> um, you know, and my, my time wasn't that valuable back then, apparently, I, and I didn't know yet. So I went into the sales place and I got an interview with the sales manager and I sat down next to a gentleman who was pitching and apparently the best guy on the sales floor. And my soon to be boss told me something very important. He's like, Chris, here's the thing you need to know. One, if you want to come know that your checks will not be consistent, meaning that you're not going to be like in McDonald's where you get a check every other week here, you're paid on your performance. So that phone can literally print you money or it could print you dust are you willing to take that leap and I said absolutely let me just listen to somebody so I listened to this gentleman pitch and it was a moment it was like an epiphany I listened to him and in my head everything in my being said I can do that too I know I can fucking do that too in fact I know I can probably even do that better I know I can kick ass at this so I get the job and for those of you familiar with sales jobs I was an opener because I had no sales experience but I was a sales opener And if you don't know what an opener is, I was the gentleman calling the leads or potential clients, if you will, that inquired. And it was my job to, one, qualify them. So make sure that they have the right mindset, they qualify financially, they qualify in the timeline for the certain buy we're doing, and then set up an appointment with the closer. And this went on for about five months, which I hated. The last three months of it, I literally... This is how committed I was. I I went into my boss's office every single day at one point saying, I know I can close, let me close. And his excuse was the same. I don't know how you're going to do it. I don't want you to lose your job, right? Every single day. I literally helped create the first written sales script there. And the second one, I took the three best sales reps in the office and I transcribed it into a sales script and made the first sales script there. Like that's how committed I was. I practiced and practiced and practiced. And, went, and I, I didn't care. Like, I was unreasonable. I went into his office every freaking day and said, man, like, I'm ready. And finally, he set me up with a different gentleman, his brother, actually, that was help the, helping the salespeople train. And I had to run through the pitch a bunch with him until he finally felt comfortable. And even then, they would barge into my pitches, which barging basically means that they would listen in and feed me lines. And that was that, right? So within my first week... I had already tied the number one closer on the floor. I think, he, I think most people did two or three deals a month. He wrote about two or three that week. I wrote about two or three that week as well. I remember it was a Friday night. I stayed till eight. I had a pitch at seven and pitch at eight and they were only allowing me to pitch the lowest of the low, which basically means clients that are questionably uh, qualified, not all the way there. And out of that, I think I did six or seven pitches that week. Um, out of those six or seven, about five showed up and I closed two of them on a Friday night. I had one in seven that I closed and one in eight that I closed. And I called my boss excited. Like I was just, I was on fire, right? I was on fire. I had done it all that four or five months. It finally paid off. I called him and I got invited out to the party they were at. And I got to join the closers party. And it was one of the best, one of the best rushes I ever felt. And it didn't stop there. A huge rivalry started between me and that other gentleman who's the best closer. And it was just, absolutely insane at one point we both had teams of 10 working behind us it was some of the best times some of the best money too i think my my biggest commission check was pushing almost six figures it was it was absolutely insane and that's where i got my sales career started and that job was awesome and if i can say anything if you're in a sales job right now if you're in a corporation right now that you have the opportunity to watch how it works this is also huge for me i got to watch The CEO, the CFO, the sales manager, I got to watch how they interact. I got to watch the marketing guys, what they did. I got to ask questions and walk in their office. And that was another huge thing for me uh, that brought success to me was being able to watch, learn and listen what everyone else is doing, as well as get all this sales training, too. So I was there for about a year and a half, two years. And one of my best friends, which I'll probably have on the podcast soon enough, we'll, we'll chit chat with him came along and wanted to open a brick and mortar. And I said, hell yeah, let's do it. And we did it. And brick and mortar wasn't super successful. It lasted about three years and now it's mainly online. But that propelled us into my wholesale manufacturing distrib- distribution business. Cause I looked at that and said, look, this is great. E-commerce is great, but I'm a, I'm a sales floor guy. Like what can we do to sell to every other small business in the United States and then the world? And that's what we did, right? We, we set up a sales floor and started calling Cole calling other mom and pops other chains and getting our products into those shops and every 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 step along the way I had one thing in mind right I, I of course as I was in fear but I remembered what it was like when I was that McDonald's guy right and I didn't really have anything to lose because I came from that all the way to here you know I I, I keep the attitude. Of, look I really don't I don't have anything to lose on the outside looking in yeah I do have a lot to lose but at the end of the day I really don't because everything that I've learned it's so easy to start again or make a new business or whatever because I understand that the failures happen right I, I've had many failures in the beginning of my story you know getting out of jail being an ex-convict and here's another thing about that you know I was out of jail I was young. So the judge gave me another chance. I was 19 when I got arrested and he, you know, I was an ex con. He gave me a strike. He gave me a decade over my head and said, come back in three years and that's all going to go away. And the only reason I'm doing that is because you're young. And guess what? I made it three years. I came back. It all went away. Anything's possible, right? You don't have to be another number. I came back, went away and I moved on with my life. You know, I got that sales job and it was great. And It's been an uphill battle, but it's been fun ever since. And I think the biggest thing is constantly learning. I always try to constantly learn as I go. There's things that I still don't know that other companies are doing, but I watch and I learn and I think about how we can do it differently. And I think not being too careful is definitely key. Uh, The cool thing is my family. Now, they're the ones that call me for advice, which is awesome. It wasn't like that. But they call me for advice and i get to be that voice of reason even my friends too some of my friends you know they hit me up on instagram twitter and if you don't have me on instagram you need to get at me it's at chris g wheeler but they hit me up and you know they ask questions or they tell me like wow i never would have thought that you listen to this they tell me i never thought that you out of our group of friends would be where you are today which is crazy it makes me super grateful because i was that guy you know i was that guy that My ex-girlfriend's dad's called me a lifer and a loser and I was going to go anywhere. I was going to be in prison, you know, and that's the kind of life that I led. So this whole podcast, this whole episode, I really want to convey that it doesn't matter what walk of life you come from, you too can have success. And I'm not here to tell you that making a million dollars a year liquid is success. You need to determine success. I know what success for me is. I know that I need to keep self-improving, not just in work life, But that includes home life. That includes my spiritual life, everything, right? My, My health. So you need to determine what is success to you, right? And I got my family back. I got my family's trust. I have nine siblings, nine. And they all love and care for me. And it was a battle with each of them because they saw the old Chris and where I'd come from. But if you're anything like me, that just goes to show that we're hustlers and that we're pretty much built to hustle. And it doesn't matter what trials and tribulations you have in your life you can fucking crush it and do it too it doesn't really matter as long as you have the mindset and the wherewithal you can do it and the big thing is i just wanted to really really share it with you guys about who i am as a person and where i came because a lot of people you probably heard this is quite cliche is they uh, they say it took me a decade to become an overnight success and it's true if you met me 10 years ago you probably i'm not the guy you wanted to associate with Now, a lot of people want to associate with me because I am a byproduct of the lessons and things that I've learned in life. And so are you. Like you listening, you are definitely a a byproduct of your life lessons that have happened to you. And you got to constantly be thinking about how you can take those and use those in your everyday life, in whatever career, wherever you're going. You don't have to be an entrepreneur if you're a salesperson, if you're just you're a business person a marketing person listening to this you don't have to be an entrepreneur there's such things as entrepreneur but you can be successful right you just have to determine what success is for you i'm hungry right i'm always going for it i want to i want to own and operate 10 businesses by age 35 and i want to have different real estate holdings you know and there's more i can go into about what what successful is to me but it takes it takes a lot of work and it takes what it takes and some of us have started lower than others but i am a firm believer that Yeah, some people have a few steps ahead of others. But if you want it, and you do the work, it will come. And a lot of people hit me up all the time, like, I don't know how to get started. I don't know how to do that. And that that kind of thing, like, look, I love to help. I definitely reply, I do what I can. But I what I want you to know is, like, I figured this thing out since day one, like no one was there to help me, you know, finally, now I have some mentors, but a lot of it was just me guessing and walking through it and googling and reading, Books and reaching out to people and seeing what they did. And you know, it, I knew what I wanted to do and by attraction, it happened. And that's the thing I want to convey to you guys is you just have to get started, right? Like when you people hit me up, I don't want to, to get started, where to start. That's fine, that's fine. All I did is I literally just jumped in with two feet into the deep end and I just got started. That's it, I just started moving. And yeah, there was some mistakes along the way. Uh, I started the brick and mortar business, it obviously failed, right? I started a car wash business, it failed. I started a halfway house, it failed. I started a marketing company, it failed. Um, there's a few others in there that I'm not throwing in that I probably forgot, right? But each time that I failed, it got me closer and closer to one knowing who I am as a person and what I'm doing wrong and there's lessons in there. and. and what I mean by that is even my biggest failure of all, getting out of jail, parting way too much, the biggest lesson of that was, okay, this is not where I want to go. Because people could be like, they could they could stick. A lot of people stick in that life, you know, and that was the biggest lesson for me is okay, this is not what I want. I hope that this is giving you some insight into who I am. You need to follow me on Instagram. It's at Chris G Wheeler. Next week, I'm going to have another episode for you guys. I want to give you a chance to really see inside the person you're talking to because I feel like I've given out a few episodes of a lot of value, but you didn't really know who the person behind the mic is. That's me. Uh, I'm here. <laughs> I want you to have a good week and remember to be great.